Blog Talk Radio. International. 
Glory be to God. For those of you that are tuning in tonight, we want to say welcome. Welcome to the program tonight. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. You can get us on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliveranceMIN.com. You can also contact us through email at jet245 at msn.com. If you want to contact us by phone, you can. The number is 336-830-0601. If you feel led to write us a letter, you want to drop us a line using snail mail, you can do that also. P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. Hallelujah. If the Lord leads you to sow a seed, into this ministry, you can sow a financial blessing to this ministry by using PayPal or Zelle. And the ID is JET245 at MSN.com. I'd like to turn your attention to the sweet hour of prayer. That's our prayer line. We pray Monday through Saturday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Jesus said, can you not pray with me for one hour? Then we pray on Sunday night at 8 p.m. All of this is happening in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. So if you live in another time zone, you will need to adjust, hallelujah, accordingly. The number for the prayer line is 425-436-6333. And the access code is 7165050 followed by the pound sign. Again, that number is 425-436-6333. And the access code is 7165050 followed by the pound sign. This is your host, Evangelist Janet Taylor. And I'd like to invite you to turn your attention to um, Isaiah 43, glory be to God. Isaiah 43, a very familiar passage of scripture and the 19th verse, glory be to God. The word of the Lord says, behold, I will do a new thing now. It shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Glory be to God in the highest. And for those of you who follow the Jewish calendar, you know that Rosh Hashanah was last week. We just crossed over into the Jewish New Year, 5784. Glory be to God in the highest. I am so excited. The Jewish New Year is 5784, and I'm telling you, I am so excited. Now, if we look at Ecclesiastes, hallelujah. I thank God for this new season. Let us look to Ecclesiastes, hallelujah. And the word of the Lord that's found in Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, to everything there is a season and a time 
to every purpose under the heaven. Now, the prophet Isaiah, he said, God said he is doing a new thing. Now, it will spring forth, which means it's going to appear suddenly. The new thing that God is doing in this season, it's going to happen suddenly. And Ecclesiastes tells us to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Our message tonight is a season of suddenly. Glory be to God in the highest. A season of suddenly. Now, on September the 15th, we celebrated Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year, and it, uh, it, uh, it represents a season change. Glory be to God. So uh, I can say without reservation that the body of Christ has entered into a new season. Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, tells us that there is a time and a season for everything. Everything that God has purposed under the heaven, he has a designated season, which is the the Hebrew word mo'edim, mo'edim, glory be to God. Now, when we think of time, because Ecclesiastes talks about time and season, we think of time in the chronological order. We think of midnight. 1201, 1202, 1203. That's chronological order. But God does not deal with time in that matter. He, in that manner, he deals with time according to seasons. God has predestined things that will happen in certain seasons. Glory be to God. We know that in, 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 in the Gregorian calendar, we have what is known as the four seasons. We have summer, spring, well, let me start, spring, summer, uh, fall, and winter. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And each, in each one of those seasons has certain characteristics that belong to it. Glory be to God. You won't, um, you won't see flowers blooming in the winter in the winter season because that's, that's, that's uh, and I mean, it can happen because God can do anything, but that is not a characteristic of winter. Winter is a season of things dying off, and, 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 and it, there seems to be an absence of life. Summer is the exact opposite, full of life. Spring is springing to life. Glory be to God. And fall, things begin to wind down. Glory be to God. But God said in his word that to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Glory be to God. And Isaiah the prophet tells us that God is doing a new thing. So that means that in this season, it will spring forth, glory be to God. And spring forth means suddenly, glory be to God. You know, about nine months ago, God spoke to me 
uh, I was sitting in my prayer room, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, don't go back through old doors. You know, it's easy for ministers to get caught up in that trap uh, because you went somewhere and you preached and uh, you were blessed, the people were blessed. In one uh, season, it, it, we have a tendency to want to go back to those places, especially where we have been blessed or and have been a blessing. But God spoke to me and he forewarned me not to try to go back through old doors. And so I simply said, okay, Lord. And I knew that I had to be still and wait on God. And then I got a call um, sometime in the end of June um, from a sister who had asked me, um, she called me and, and gave me a prophetic word. Uh, she talked to me about separation time and, and and divine alignment. That was a word that she gave to me. So I prayed and I asked God again to help me to be still. Says, be still and know that I am God. I believe that one of the reasons that we miss God in our season is because we get anxious. And the Bible says be anxious for nothing. But we get anxious and we get what we call antsy and we don't want to wait on God. We seem to always want to know when God, when God, when God. But I think about Abraham. Abraham was given a promise that he was going to have a son and be a father of a great nation. Twenty-five years passed before that came to pass. Glory be to God. And, yes, we know the story how he and Sarah, uh, 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 actually it was Sarah, made a mess of things by trying to help God out. Don't you know that if God made you a promise concerning anything, he will bring it to pass. Notice I didn't say he is able to bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. Glory be to God. But we have a problem with being still. Glory be to God. And waiting on the Lord. And being still does not mean that I just sit uh, uh, quietly and twiddle my thumbs. It means that I don't try to bring to pass the thing that God has promised. I don't try to make it happen. I let God be God. He made the promise. So let God fulfill the promise. Glory be to God. And as I sat still, I had to uh, just watch and pray. Now, the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar, that they knew the times and the seasons. They knew what Israel should do at certain times and certain seasons. You see, because God moves in seasons called uh, uh, Kairos, glory be to God. And in every season, you mark my word, in every season, God has a plan and a purpose to fulfill. So I had to be quiet and still uh, myself before the Lord so that I could hear God clearly. I, 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 I'm convinced that the reason some people 
uh, run off half cock is because they wouldn't be quiet enough to hear the whole thing, the whole matter. They heard part of it and just took off running, and then they didn't get all the instructions. So then uh, when it began to uh, fall to pieces, uh, they were wondering uh, why God let it fall to pieces because some things God will tell you, but he don't say when. He don't have to tell us when. Why? Because he's God. And then you take off running with it. Oh, God said he's going to do this. God said he's going to do this. But he didn't say when. So he didn't tell Abraham when they were going to have that child. Their job was to receive it by faith at the moment God said it and let that be settled in their hearts. Because one thing we know that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he, he should repent. So I had to be still and quiet myself before the Lord so that I could hear clearly. And God told me, he gave me some instructions. He also gave me some corrections. See, we want, we want God to uh, 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 tell us all the good stuff, but we don't want the correction. So God told me that I had been procrastinating on some things. And um, and he said that I had uh, procrastinated long enough and that I needed to go ahead and take care of certain things. Glory be to God. And so I, I, I received it because I knew it was the truth, first of all. And um, so I, I had been trying to take care of something for uh, about six months and couldn't get uh seemed like I couldn't get nobody on the phone who could assist me with this. Uh, people were saying, we don't know what you're talking about, this, that, and the other. And so I had several um, places that I had to travel uh, in the interim for ministry. And I made up my mind when God said to me that I had procrastinated long enough, I made up my mind that after my last preaching uh, assignment that I was going to do what I needed to do, what God was telling me to do. So uh, I um, booked a hotel room, got in my car, and my husband and I, and we drove three and a half hours because I figured it out. I wasn't going to get nowhere over the phone. Yeah, every time I called this place, um, people just didn't seem to know what I was talking about. So um, and um, so I got in my car, my husband and I, and we drove. We drove three and a half hours, checked into a hotel. I'm gonna show you how good God is. The hotel was right next door to the business that um, I had to go and take care of. So God put me right there in the uh, next door to it. And then um, I asked God. I asked God, I said, God, I need you to um, make this happen. And because I had the faith to get in my car and drive three and a half hours, guess what? When the people's door opened the next day at 9 o'clock in the morning, I was on their doorstep and um, got a hold of somebody in that place. They, she got to talking and uh, uh, typing and things started clicking. And God made it happen. And when I left there, I had 
taken care of what I needed to be taken care of that I have been trying to take care of for six months. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but somebody that is listening to the sound of my voice, you have been trying to take care of something, and you've been trying to do it by phone, and it hasn't worked. You keep getting blocked. You keep getting hindered. People keep saying they don't know what you're talking about. But I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have to go walk by faith, hallelujah, and not by sight. I had to get in my car and drive three and a half hours, check into a hotel, and get this thing taken care of the next day. Because God said to me, it's time. Glory be to God. He said, I had procrastinated long enough. And I didn't really uh, do the procrastinating. I just got tired of people on the phone telling me they didn't know what I was talking about. I mean, this was some common business, but they kept saying, we don't know. We don't have no such department. We don't know what you're talking about. So when God spoke to me and said I had procrastinated long enough, I knew that's the end of that. I got in my car and drove so that I could see these people face-to-face and talk to them and got everything taken care of. God gave me so much favor. It was incredible. It was incredible. Why? Because it was the season. Glory be to God. See, I haven't forgotten the message. It was the season. Glory be to God for this to be taken care of. The timing was right. It was in the right time and in the right season. And when it's the right season and the right time, the dots will connect. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So somebody, hallelujah, needs to get up and begin to take care of something that you have been trying to take care of that uh, it seems like the enemy keeps getting in your way. Now is the time. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory, hallelujah. And so God had already gone before me. Everything went through. I got the documents signed, sealed, and notarized that I needed. And then when I got back home, all I had to do was file those papers. Glory be to God. Everything fell in place. I mean everything fell in place. But what did I have to do? I had to get up off my rusty dusty and go like God said. He said, now is the time. It was the right time. It was the right season. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So I'm talking to somebody tonight about this season of suddenly because when I was trying to do it, hallelujah, I couldn't get anywhere. And suddenly, click, God Almighty, God, hallelujah, said go. And when he said go, that means the light is on green. And I went in the strength and power of the Lord. I went in his, at his word, glory be to God. I could have been uh, 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 like Peter and the disciples who said, Lord, we, we've been fishing all night, and we haven't caught anything. I could have said, Lord, I've been trying to take care of this for the last six months and haven't been able to get through. But you know what I said? At your word, Lord. At your word. Because I know that God is a God of seasons. And that this is the season of suddenly. Glory be to God. Turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 16. 
glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 25. I'm going to show you what God is saying because he's talking to somebody, somebody that's under the sound of my voice right now. This is the season. This is the time, and it's going to happen suddenly. Glory be to God. But you got to get up. The Bible says faith without work is what? Dead. Glory be to God. So you got to get up. You got to get going. I don't care how many times you've been to that place before and didn't get any results. You didn't get any help. God said, go. The time is now. Glory be to God. Because this is the season of suddenly. Hallelujah. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Suddenly, there came a great earthquake. There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, good God Almighty, not in a few months, not in a few weeks, not uh, we'll see when we can get to it, but immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So you see, in this season of suddenly, we're going to see, hallelujah, prison doors open immediately. Some of you have been praying for your children, your sons, and your daughters, and it looks like the more you have prayed, the worse they got. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But you didn't quit praying. Glory be to God. And the scripture is saying that because they praise and worship the Lord, suddenly, glory be to God, there it is, suddenly there was a great earthquake and the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, not some of the doors, but all of the doors, they were open, and everyone's bands were loose. That son that you've been praying for, his bands will be loose. That daughter that you've been praying for, her bands will be loose. And the prisoners, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus said in his word in Isaiah 61 and 1, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Some people that I'm talking to tonight, you got children, you got loved ones, you got brothers and sisters, uncles and aunties that are bound, glory be to God, bound in sin, bound in addiction, bound in alcohol, bound by drugs, bound in uh, lust and fornication, bound in perversion, bound in, in this, that, and the other. Glory be to God. And you've been praying and praying and fasting and praying, and look like the more you pray, it looks like the worse they got. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. And the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But because you kept praying and because you kept fasting, glory be to God. God said you have just entered into a season of suddenly. Glory be to God. Glory, hallelujah. 
judgment. Glory be to God. Judges then gave them 25 to life. Some of them been told they will never, ever see the light of day again. They will never get out of prison. But the Bible says when they prayed and worshiped the Lord, glory be to God, there was a great earthquake and the foundation of the prison was shaken. And they said, glory be to God in the highest. Immediately, all the doors, not some of the doors, not just the door of drug addiction, not just the door of prostitution, not just the door, glory be to God, of nicotine, whatever they've been bound with. The Bible says immediately, all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. God is no respecter of persons. He is a respecter of faith. Can you believe God tonight? Can you receive this word tonight? God sent me by here just to tell you, we have just entered into a season of suddenly. Suddenly, glory be to God. Chains are going to be broken. Yokes are going to be destroyed. It is because of the anointing that the yoke is destroyed. God is moving in this season. He said he will hasten his word to perform it. Glory be to God in the highest. Somebody's been going down to the bank, and the bank's been shuffling the papers around, and the bank's been saying, and we need this document, and we need that document, and you've given them everything that they asked for, and then they still procrastinating. They still playing with you, but God said, now is the time. It's the time and the season of suddenly. Glory be to God in the highest. The door shall be open immediately. The door that you've been trying to go through that was slammed shut in your face. I hear the Lord say the doors are opening. The doors are opening for you and you and you and you and you. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I came to let you know this is the season of suddenly. This is the season, hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Suddenly, you will see Doors, prison doors open, chains broken, yokes destroyed, and the prisoners will go free. You know, uh, back in a few years back, I can't even remember what year, I want to say 2006, 2007, I asked God to show me his heart on a certain group of people that are in a certain type of sin. I don't even want to call it out. I just asked God to show me his heart concerning that because there's been so much confusion over that. And immediately, the Spirit of the Lord took me into a vision. This was in broad daylight. I was not asleep. But immediately, I saw a vision. And in this vision, I saw these prison cells, jail cells. And I saw the bars. And I saw an individual in each cell. I couldn't see their faces or anything. I could just see the form of an individual in each cell. And suddenly, I said suddenly, 
the prison doors, the jail cell doors, swung open, which meant that the individual inside could come out. They could walk out, but they didn't. They didn't. They remained inside the jail cell. And then the vision went away. And I said, Lord, what does this mean? He said, I've already made a way out for them. I've already made a way of escape for them. Hey, glory be to God. He said, many of them refuse to come out. Glory be to God. And I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you for showing me that. You see, and I know it's true because the Bible bears witness of it. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. He came to set the captives free. Glory be to God. He came to loose the bands of wickedness. He came to open the door and to open blinded eyes. He came for this cause. Glory be to God. And there are some people, glory be to God, that we've been praying for and praying for and praying for. Hallelujah. They could have been come out of the bondage that they're in. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Almost like in the vision when the jail cells swung open, they just swung open supernaturally. Nobody had a key. Nobody was there uh, uh, to let them out. I mean, they just swung wide open. And it was almost as if each individual that was in a cell, it was almost as if they didn't know the door was open. Yeah, it was like they didn't they couldn't see that the door had opened. The jail cell swung wide open. They could have come out, but they remained inside. But I'm telling you, we're in the season of suddenly. Glory be to God in the highest. And in this season, we're gonna see things happen quickly. Glory be to God. Time is accelerated. Glory be to God. Matter of fact, time is short. Hallelujah. So in this season, we're going to see things happen that we have been praying about for a long time. They're going to happen all of a sudden. Glory be to God. You look at, you got to see things in the natural realm. Look at what's going on in the news. Look at how them fires hit Hawaii suddenly. Those people said all they heard was a crackling sound. And the next thing they know, their whole uh, uh, little town was on fire, was engulfed in flames. Suddenly, glory be to God, Morocco got hit with an earthquake. Suddenly, glory be to God in the heights. Suddenly, these things are happening. These hurricanes and these storms are happening. Suddenly, Glory be to God. The 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 uh uh, uh the newscasters and, and those the, the weathermen they don't even have time to keep up. I mean these 
uh, tropical storms and, and, and these uh, uh, hurricanes uh, are happening in rapid succession. And before people can recover from one, bam, there's another one. Suddenly. Suddenly. Now, I would be remiss if I did not share the flip side of this. Because the flip side of this is that suddenly there's going to be some exposure. People who think that their sins are covered. I told you last week how God dealt with me about secret sins. He told me to preach it. A whole lot of people got upset about that. But guess what? I still have to say what God is saying because I don't want anybody's blood being on my hand. So I still spoke that word. But let me tell you something. Whether you take heed or not, if you are in secret sin, I admonish you. I admonish you to get on your knees and repent and ask God to help you. Because as I said in the message, what you don't let God correct privately, enemies will allow you to be exposed publicly. I'm going to say that again. What you don't allow God to correct privately will end up being a public embarrassment for you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So you tipping and dipping, sliding and, 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 and lying and hiding and all of that. But all of a sudden, the covers are going to be snatched off, and you will be butt naked before the public. In other words, everybody is going to know your business. Suddenly, sin is going to be exposed. Suddenly, iniquity will be exposed. Suddenly, what you got hid in your tent, you remember Achan. Achan had stolen uh, the Babylonian garment. He had a wife of silver, and he had uh, 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 something else. I can't even recall it right now. He had stolen three things, and he caused the children of Israel not to win a battle that they should have won hands down. So Joshua went on his knees. He got on his face before the Lord. He said, Lord, what happened? How did this happen? God said, get up. Get up from there. He said, there's sin in the camp. Glory be to God. Joshua didn't know it, but God knew it. Glory be to God. And then they began to uh, uh, go through the tribes and go through the families and everything till they got down to Achan. Achan was the one. He had caused the trouble. And they said to him, why have you troubled Israel? And Achan, he confessed it. He confessed. He said, I saw. See, that's what you got to be careful for. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said, I saw a Babylonian garment, and I saw a wedge of silver, and I saw this other thing, and I took it. He disobeyed God because they were told not to take anything from this battle. He took it. 
and he hid it in the ground up under his tent. He put like a carpet over it. Glory be to God. So I want to encourage you tonight to go and get what you got hid in your tent. Glory be to God. Pull it out. If it's sin, pull it out. Glory be to God. Bring it to the light. Glory be to God. Let me tell you something. God can do more for a man that confesses his sin than he can for a man that tries to hide his sin. Let's go to 1 John. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 1 John says, 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, not just some of it. He will cleanse us from all of it if you repent and turn from it. Glory be to God. But we want to try to hide sin. And I'd like to know, where can you hide from God? The, the, the psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, he is there also. So we can't hide anything from God. So I'm still talking about the season of suddenness because just like there's going to be some season, uh, uh, some supernatural and suddenly manifestations of miracles, glory be to God, there's going to be some some miracles. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, I said the wrong thing. Just like there's going to be a season of suddenly miracles, there is also going to be a season in this season of sudden exposure. And, and it's already begun. People are being exposed in the White House. People are being exposed. Pastors are being exposed. Pastors. I, I think I told you about a pastor here in North Carolina that was um, got a big church, big mega church. And he was doing well, and so it appeared. I, I need to say it that way. So it appeared. And the next thing you know, he got involved with a man in his church. He started wearing them tight shirts and them tight pants, and uh, uh, he got involved with a man. And let me tell you something. I know God went to that pastor. I know the Holy Spirit tried to deal with him privately. I know he did. I know the Holy Spirit told him what he was doing was wrong. He knew that from the start. And, but he ignored it. He ignored it. In some kind of way, the guy that he was involved with made a video of them in the act. And then the guy posted the video on TikTok. I don't know who is listening to me tonight, but I'm going to tell you something. If you are in secret sin in this season, this is the season of suddenness. And guess what? Just like God is going to bless us suddenly, God will also allow you to be exposed suddenly. Revelation. The covers will be snatched off, and what you're doing in the dark will be revealed. It will be exposed. 
It will be exposed. Suddenly, that man had no idea that the guy that he was messing around with put that on TikTok. His leaders saw it. His children saw it. His church members saw it. Everybody saw it, but God saw it first. Suddenly, suddenly, he was literally butt naked before the entire public in this town. So this is not the season to think you can continue in sin. Paul said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And he said, God forbid. God forbid. We must remember that the God that we serve is holy. He said in his word in 1 Peter 1 and 16, be ye holy for I am holy. Holiness without, no man shall see the Lord. We are required by God to live holy. But guess what? God would not require us to do anything that he did not first equip us to do. That is why he sent the Holy Spirit so that we could live holy. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you tonight, those of you that are listening to the sound of my voice, this is the season of suddenly, suddenly, we're going to see God move in our lives, in our churches, in our homes, in our marriages, in our finances, in our day-to-day situations. We're going to see God move, especially in our families. Woo! Glory be to God. I feel the Holy Ghost. In our families, we're going to see God move. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes we try to get in God's way because we want to spare family members of going through certain things. But when God begins to move, remember, his ways are not our ways. And he, he don't think like us. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So what we have to do, we have to let God be God. Glory be to God. And when God began to move, hallelujah, no matter how he moves, glory be to God. We got to trust God. God knows what he's doing. He knew what it takes to be to the cross, just like he knew what it would take to get me and you to the feet of the cross. Glory be to God. Some, like Paul said, some came on pieces and some came on broken boards, but we all made it to shore. I tell you, it was a rough ride for me. But there's nothing, absolutely nothing, too hard for God. Glory be to God. He can save even the vilest sinner. But don't get in God's way. Don't try to soften the blow because God knows what he's doing. We're going to see people, family members, that you have been praying Suddenly, repent and be saved. They will cry out, what must I do to be saved? Let me tell you something. Some prodigal sons 
who knew the Lord and went back, they're backslidden. Suddenly, they're coming home. You mothers that have been praying for them, praying for your prodigal sons, praying for your prodigal daughters, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Suddenly, glory be to God. The grip that Satan has on them will be broken. Glory be to God. And suddenly, they're going to come back home. Not to, not necessarily to your house. They're coming back to the Lord. When I say come back home, that's what I mean. They're coming back to the Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The prodigal son said that he would found himself in the hog trial, and he was feeding the hog, the, the husk from the corn. And he said he was so hungry, he wanted to eat what the hog was eating. He said, and then he said to himself, see, sometimes you got to have a little talk with yourself. He said to himself, the servants in my father's house, they got it good. They got plenty to eat. They're not eating what I'm eating. They're not hungry. You know what he said? I will arise and go back to my father's house. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I decree right now that prodigal sons and prodigal daughters, they are going to get up. They are coming up out of those beds of sin, beds of fornication, beds of addiction, uh, beds of alcohol. They're coming out of it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Suddenly, glory be to God in the highest. I know, I've I, I got a son. Glory be to God. Ain't living right. Glory be to God. But I'm praying for him. I'm believing God for him. Hallelujah. And I believe he ain't even speaking to me right now. I believe suddenly I will get that phone call. Glory be to God in the highest. And I'm going to be just like, just like the father was when he came back home. I'm going to treat him as if he'd been here all along. Kill the fatted lamb. Glory be to God. Put a ring on his finger. Put a robe on his shoes on his feet. For this, my son, that was dead is now alive. Glory be to God. And we're going to have a party. We're going to have a party. And ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. We're going to have a party. There will be a celebration. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Acts chapter 14. I'm just about done. Acts chapter 14. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you. I'm sorry, I meant 12, chapter 12. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to start at um, verse, I'm going to start at first verse. Now, about that time, there's that word right there, time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex. He wanted to harass certain ones of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. 
And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. So this was one of the feasts. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers. Glory be to God. To keep him intending after Easter, after the Passover, to bring him forth to the people. Verse 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing. Glory be to God in the highest. You see, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. This is why we don't need to stop praying for people. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what the x-ray says. I don't care what shows up on the blood test. I don't care what the doctor's report says. You know what? I got a report about a, a, a person the other day said they got three weeks to live. I decree and declare, never let a doctor number your days. Never. Everybody mourning and everybody saying, I'm not. I'm not because the doctor don't have the last word. The doctor don't have the last word. He didn't know when you was going to be born. How he going to know when you going to die? Glory be to God. And so the Bible says that they put him in prison, and prayer was made for Peter without ceasing. They did not stop praying for Peter. Glory be to God. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. So Peter, he was in a special war. You know, <laughs> boy, the devil, he, he's a, he don't fight fair. He's low down and he's dirty. So Peter was put in a special war. You know, that means Peter was a powerful man of God whom the enemy feared. Sometimes you wonder why you're going through what you're going through. It's because the devil's scared of you. Yeah, he's scared of you. He, he, he know who you are. Glory be to God. And so Herod, he realized who Peter was, and he had to put Peter in a special place with four Quaternions. That was 16 soldiers to keep him. 16 soldiers to keep one man. Then in, in his, in his uh, 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 cell block, he was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. My God, that Peter, Peter, he, he, he had Herod, he had him terrified. They said, whatever you do, don't let this Peter fella get out. I, I, I just want to pause right here. What does the devil say when you get up in the morning? Does the devil say, uh-oh, she's up again. She's, she's back. Or is the devil okay with you? 
Yeah, I just wanted to put that question out there. The devil ought to be terrified when you wake up in the morning. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you spirit-filled, set apart for God, sanctified, washed in the blood of the Lamb, filled with the Holy Ghost, the devil ought to be, you ought to be a terror to the devil. He should have you on the terrorist list. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So Herod had Peter sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. And guess what? And the prisoners, the keepers before the door, kept him in prison. In other words, they had it fixed where there was no way possible for Peter to get out. And look what happened in verse 7. I tell you, if God be for you, who can be against me? And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side. Peter would sleep so hard the enemy, I mean, the angel had to hit him. He smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up, what? Quickly. Good God Almighty. I tell you, it's going to be some sudden, sudden miracles. Glory be to God. And his chains fell off. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. So he did. And he said about unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him. And wist not, Peter didn't even know whether this was real or he was dreaming. Peter thought he was sleepwalking. Whether this was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the first and second ward, I told you 16 soldiers responsible for keeping Peter in prison. So they got through the first ward. First of all, he's sleeping between two uh, soldiers with chains, with double chains. Now the angel wakes him up. Those chains fall off. The two soldiers remain asleep. Look at God. God will put your enemy to sleep. Glory be to God. So then they get to the first ward and the second ward, and they came to an iron gate, my God, that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. The iron gate that you, ain't nobody supposed to be able to open that but somebody with the keys. But they did not know. Glory be to God. That our God, he don't have the keys. He is the key. Glory be to God. And the door opened of his own accord. The iron gate. Glory be to God. And Peter went out. They went out and passed on through one street. And forthwith, the angel departed from him. Sent an angel. to let Peter out of prison because Herod had intended 
to kill him after the Passover. But the church, the saints of God, prayed without ceasing for Peter. Do you see how powerful your prayers can be? Prayer is powerful. Christians who neglect to pray are neglecting one of the greatest tools or one of the greatest weapons of warfare there is. Prayer is a weapon of warfare. And we have a direct line. We don't have to go through a middleman. We have a direct line to heaven. And when we neglect to pray, we are not using the weapons of our warfare. The Bible says they are not carnal, but mighty through God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and have delivered me out of the hand of Herod. Glory be to God. Prayer opened this prison door. In chapter 16, it was praise and worship that opened the prison door. Glory be to God. Ha! That's three weapons of warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We got to use our weapons. We got to use the weapons that God has given us. I call them weapons of mass destruction. Because prayer is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Worship and praise will shake the foundation of the prison. There's so much power in worship and praise, it can cause an earthquake to shake the foundation of whatever has you bound. The Bible tells us in Matthew, Matthew chapter 15, there was a woman who had a daughter who was grievously vexed with a devil. She was a Canaanite woman a Syrophoenician, and she went to Jesus, and she said, Oh, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. And he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and sent, besought him, saying, Send her away. She cried after us. She was not a Jew. And you can hear the contempt in their voice. And he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And the Bible says in verse 25, then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Now look at the response her worship gets. 
But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. He basically called her a dog. And, and she admitted, she said, yeah, it, it, it's true, Lord. But the dogs, I know I'm not worthy of this. I know I'm not eligible for this, but the dogs can eat the crumbs. It's just the crumbs from the master's table. And the Bible says that Jesus unto her, all woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. This was a Syrophoenician woman. She was not a Jew. But she heard about Jesus. And she made her way to him. And she asked for this miracle that she wasn't even eligible for. But guess what? She got on her face and she worshipped him. She worshipped the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And she received her miracle. Why? Because she would not be denied. She would not be denied. She persisted. Glory be to God. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Sometimes we give up too quickly. Well, they say it can't none be done. Well, they say that's it. They say there's nothing else they can do to help me. And we, we go away with that instead of the word that God gave you when you went there in the first place. Yeah, you got to hold on to the word. Whatever God spoke to you, that's what you got to hold on to. You cannot be moved by what they say or what you see because we walk by faith and not by sight. I just stopped by here tonight to let somebody know that this is the season of suddenly. We have entered into the new year, September the 15th. We're in the 10 days of awe right now leading up to Yom Kippur. We're in the Jewish New Year. But it's not. It, 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 it's, it's the year 5784. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. He said it in Isaiah 43 and 19. Hallelujah. And we give God praise for that. Evangelist Taylor? Yes, sir. The Lord is going to give you the interpret. I'm going to speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit put in my spirit that you interpret it for this message. Shake it, 
The word of the Lord is that the word of the Lord is in your mouth. Glory be to God. Open your mouth and speak the word of the Lord over your situation. Speak the word of the Lord to your situation. Speak the word of the Lord. Speak life. Glory be to God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord. Say what God is saying. Hallelujah. Glory be Evangelist to God. Evangelist Taylor, can I can I can I say something to all moving on my heart? Yes. Dr. Leward uh McNicholson, you just stole $2,000 in that church. Go put that money back in that church, you thief. You're stealing wow. money from the church. You're a thief. You're at 137 Pure Gold Drive. You are a thief. Dr. Lovelace, you're a sexual pervert. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. You're a pervert. You're wicked. You're not a Christian. You're a pervert. The Lord rebukes you. God is tired of y'all, y'all, y'all playing Christianity. God is tired of it. Dr. Jackson, you've been lying from day one. You lied your way all the way up to office, but not with God. You done stole $15,000 at Mount Paveson Baptist Church. Go turn that back. You thief. Go ahead, Evangelist Taylor. This is sickening. I encourage you tonight. I'm admonishing you to heed the word of the Lord. Heed the word of the Lord. God is dealing with people privately about their sins. But if you don't repent privately, you will be exposed publicly. Open. So will Evangelist Taylor. That's a confirmation in my spirit. You know, uh, Evangelist Taylor, I'm going to be honest with you. One thing I like about you, and I ain't never had no argument with you, me, when when the Lord puts you with a person, you know that when you're meant with that person because you're harmonized. You always harmonize. I harmonize with Evangelist Taylor. I harmonize with uh, Apostle Candace Durden. Now, let me get on some of you men. Hope I need you to back me up, Evangelist, because me and Sister Taylor, we're not buddy-buddy. We're about Christ Jesus. Yes, and if yes. I'm wrong, I always go to Evangelist Taylor, Sister Durden. Evangelist Taylor, I will say this publicly. When I sin, haven't I called you and confessed my sins to you? Yes, you have, Apostle. Yes, you have. And I do that with yes, Sister Durden. Now, let me get on you, you men. I'm going to get on you men because I'm getting sick of this. You called me telling me why the Lord ordained evangelist, uh, 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 Apostle Candace during Apostle, because she's an apostle. She's sent to do something. You know, I don't know where y'all get this from. It's like men are the only one who can do things in the church. When Jesus Christ died and resurrected, there was no man nowhere around. There was women. Okay? Let me get this straight. There was women. On my Facebook, I got 37, 34% men. On Facebook, 97% women. Okay? So we need to stop this. Uh, yeah, you the head, spiritual head, but the woman, she has headship too. With Christ, and if you 
uh, a husband, if you got this pride in you, talking about you the head and she's supposed to say stay under you, that's that's you got that that scripture misinterpreted, baby. So we're all one in Christ, and God can't use a man; He will use a woman. And I get things done with women more than I do with men. I'll be honest with you. I got to ask a man, beg you to do something. You get a sister in law, hey, what, what what can you do? They they there for you. So 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 you men don't come on here this this trip talking about uh, you the head. No, you ain't the head unless Jesus is your head. Go ahead, Evangelist Taylor. Amen. Amen. And I'll tell you another thing. I'm sick of it. I'll tell you another thing. If you the head, you don't have to go around proclaiming to be the head. You don't have to go around saying, I'm the head. Just be the head. But if you're going to be the head, you got to lead in all points. You got to lead every way. They, they ain't doing yeah, that, man. These the men ain't doing that. No, they ain't doing that. No. No, they, that's, that's, that's what they want in public. But in private, they don't even read the Bible. Some of you don't men are spiritual lazy. Don't pray. Don't pray. Just just uh, 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 just lazy. Just like you said. Ain't no other word for it. That's just all they lazy. are. And then y'all want to call me and get on me. And, and attack me because I ordained. I didn't ordain uh, apostle candidate. The Lord told me to ordain her as apostle. Apostle means sent one. That don't mean she's a man. You Amen. got women sent. Evangelist Taylor sent. You men get on my nerve. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really like working with men in the ministry. Cause they 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 sorry. I, I'm gonna I'm lay it on the line. I ain't seen nothing with men. I see more. Uh, with women that had helped me, Sister Durden always there for me. Sister Taylor's always there for me. Sheila, Sister Sheila, newborn, she came all the way from uh, uh, Boston, came down here for a Bible study. She was there for me. Now, what what you men doing? You're talking to talk, but you're far from God. Get your house in order. Some of you men, you let to, to uh, let your wife go to church. You only know the Bible for yourself. Tell about you the head, and you want somebody to wash your clothes. Man, this is the 21st century. Get up and wash your own clothes. Ain't no woman no slave. I'm tired of hearing that. There ain't nowhere in the Bible that's a woman that's a slave to you. That's religion. Pure wickedness that's made by man. Half of you men don't, don't even stand up and read the words. Half of you won't. Take the suffer. You won't want to go through suffering. You're ready to get mad at God. You don't obey God's word. And then when God passes it down to a woman, y'all get mad. Well, then get mad because you ain't doing it. And he get a rock to praise him. He had a female donkey to talk to Saul. Okay. A female donkey. Why wasn't a male donkey? Huh? Ask God that. Ask God right now. How come it wasn't a male donkey? <laughs> Well, he chose a female donkey. Didn't he do a female? Because crazy, she ass. Okay. <laughs> Numbers 22. I know my word. <laughs> Amen. I'm tired of this message. The Spirit's moving on me because of that. He picked a she ass, a female donkey. And she said, why is that kicking me? He didn't pick a male to do that. It's pitiful to see you men. Don't leave your wife into nothing but yet you want your wife to cook for you and you can't even go and do your own car you got to send the car to the shop she sees that she see that she see how you're hollering screaming at her 
and, and won't pray, and you holler and scream at her and tell her, come on, get ready for church now, you know, and sit down and act like this and act this way and put on a facade, that woman see your foolishness. Yes, yes. Y'all act like women can't be used by God. Well, I'm here to tell you, all the ones I know is using by God, I'm working with. I work with Ruthie from Israel. She always read the papers for me from Israel. I don't read Hebrew. I work with Vanis Taylor. I work with Sister Durden. And I ain't never had an argument with Vanis Taylor. I ain't never had an argument with Sister Durden. But you men with your pride, I got to wrestle with you. You don't want to be corrected. You act like you want to know everything. You're pitiful. And you're packed for full of pride. God is tired and of that. Humble pre- yourself. And want to preach, Apostle. Want to get up and minister. And their house ain't in order. Ain't in order. Oh, we had one last Friday say that. Right on the front yes. set. Me and Sister Taylor was on one accord. We said, what you talking about preaching? You fall asleep. We we been here. Advantage Taylor was right there with me. Did you see him sleep for three straight hours? I did. I did. He went to sleep for three straight hours, spirit of slumber. And he said he he the head of the house. Well, if you're the head, how come you got a demon putting you to sleep? Is the demon put the head off? The whole head is sick, Isaiah chapter 1. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That don't make no sense. All no, you men are no. full of Leviathan and pride. You're packed with Leviathan. You're packed with pride, nothing but pride. And then you get jealous. Yeah, there you do. Y'all get jealous when the Lord used a woman. And then y'all, first thing y'all want to say, she's out of order. That's the yeah. first thing you want to call me with. Oh, they good at events. I get it all the time. Yeah. She's out of order. And then you pervert the scripture. I wish not usurp a man to use authority, but let the woman be subject and be quiet. That means at home, go ask your husband about scriptures. When you get to lead at church, go ask your husband about the scriptures, not the pastor. Amen. Your husband, not the fact. Go ask him. Well, why you can't ask him? He don't know nothing. So, well, the woman will go exactly. to someone that do. And that woman will go to a pastor that teach her, and she'll be talking about him. That could be you she could be talking about. But no. No, you want to watch football. You want to watch football, watch TV all day. Okay. Get off work. And get angry at the woman because you can't deal with your demons at your own at your job. Demons beat you up. Now you want to go home and beat your mama, beat your wife up. I saw my father go through that. That's a spirit. Yes, it is. It is demonic, and it's not a god. And most of you men are very lazy spiritually. Go through what I go through in a day, you wouldn't even make it. This ain't easy. And God is shaking trees. He's shaking. Yes, he is. He's he shaking. is shaking. I'm seeing the shaking. I'm seeing the shake. I had a reporter, but exorcism. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. I went with another another lady. She's retired, open heart surgeon. And we went to do this. These demons ain't playing with these preachers. That demon told that preacher, Evangelist Taylor, "Who in the hell is you to say come out of me?" When I give you all this loss in this church, I give you these demons, and you like them, and you want me to come out? Woo! 
That man was lifted up in the air and was thrown. I saw him thrown out the window. Three feet. Thrown right out the window. God ain't playing. You can't play with this. Now, this this thing, you want to get into deliverance ministry? Okay. Play with this if you want to with these demons. And anybody that's not spirit-filled cannot be a deliverance minister. You're not qualified. And not if you're not, and I'm going to say this, Evangelist, a lot of people, the Holy Spirit is moving on me to say this. A lot of people don't want to hear this. If Evangelist, if you can't hear the Lord, how are you going to care? How are you going to cast out a demon? You can't. It's impossible. Impossible. Won't work. You got a lot of people casting out demons, ain't nothing coming out. And they can't hear the Lord. Anger, unforgiveness, it's something, something that's blocking you. And then you're going to want to get mad at God because you can't hear the Lord. Well, look at your own self and die to yourself. You have to die to yourself. And see, people don't want to do that, especially in America. Y'all, y'all, I call them glorification Christians. If Evangelist Taylor was preaching to y'all about how y'all can sow a seed to her and she can guarantee in three weeks you get $2 million. If y- y- y'all will be in here packed with this thing up in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my, PayPal would be, my PayPal would be full. It'd be full. But see, yeah. if she did that, that's not of God, so she'll be really stealing money. We don't do it like that. No, that's trickery. That's trickery. And we don't do that. It's impossible no. for a person to cast out demons they can't hear the Lord. It's impossible. And you got to have faith to cast out demons. Amen. And you got to stand the word to cast out demons. And you got to meditate. And you got to suffer. Oh, let's talk about suffering. They don't want to, I, I, every time I teach suffering, I get two people listening to Van say just two. Yeah, they don't want to hear that. They don't call that, that doom and gloom. They say that's doom and gloom. <laughs> They don't want that. Uh-uh. And yet they want to be a Christian. Being a Christian and is to deny, deny yourself. They want to be closer to the Lord. Well, if you want to be closer to the Lord, that flesh got to die. That's right. And don't nobody want to kill the flesh. And when people come through deliverance here, I always see people want me to do all the work. No, you got to do your work. I just say come out and believe in faith. It ain't me that's getting it out. It's the authority in the name of Jesus. We were on a prayer line, a prayer line last night, and it was for four hours, four hours. And do you know what? People started dropping off, dropping off. But I was determined. I'm gonna stay on here for four hours. We were praying for this guy in Italy. I said, "What if this was me? I would want people to stay on this line for four hours praying for me." We stayed on there for four hours. I remember me and Sister Durden 15 years ago, we went to a, a child a car, a electrician and the children were seeing demonic spirits and the spirits was picking the children up and throwing them around in the room. We went in there at 9.30 Friday night. It was Saturday morning at 8.30 when we got through. Wow. Deliverance takes time. You're dealing with a kingdom of darkness. Yeah. You are dealing with the kingdom of darkness. And if you are not fortified 
in the word of God, and if you don't have the Holy Ghost, and if you don't have the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, you got to have word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit got to tell you what you're dealing with with a person. Yes. Deliverance is not easy. It, it, it takes work, and it takes a lot of time with people. And people don't want to do it. Christians, y'all want, to, y'all want microwave Christianity. Just put three minutes in there, and I'm ready now. Don't work like that. You got to suffer. Nope. Long uh-uh. suffering. You got to suffer. You got to go through tribulation. And if anything is hindering you, get rid of it. I don't care what it is. I'm not here to judge nobody. But God's trying to shake a tree. These messages that Sister uh, Taylor's given and the Holy Spirit's been moving on me to teach people how to come out the world. I'll be on there. I got to teach tonight at 12 midnight right here on Blog Talk at 12 o'clock wow. midnight. Yeah, because I got, I got to get this message out. And the Lord's been making me go to sleep certain hours, waking me up at certain times for certain nations. I can hear him tell me, yeah. I'm trying to get the gospel out to this nation before I come. Get on here and teach it. And I get up real, real quick. And the Lord always told me something. Never despise small things. Never look at That's numbers. That's right. Never look at numbers. That's exactly right. And the minute I said that, the Lord said, now, I want to show you something. And I hit blog talk. Ever since we've been on blog talk, we have ministered to this radio station, Advantage Taylor, on blog talk radio for the past 15 years, 227,000 people. Wow. The gospel is going to get out. And when Euphrates River dry up, when the Euphrates River dry up, look at the book of Revelation. That's the sign of the coming of Christ. Amen. It's drying up. It's drying up. The days of great nothings and hoopers and doctors and bishops and triple crown bishops that's not in the in the Bible is over. The prosperity days and money coming under me, you're serving God just because he gives you money. And if you don't give you no money, you get mad at him. That's not Christianity. That's not. That's that another gospel. That's another gospel. Yeah, that's another, another gospel. And a lot of you are caught on it. Evangelist Taylor, I'm going to turn it over to you. Tell everybody how you can reach you. And also that music that you're hearing, that is also from Evangelist Janet Taylor. I had an email and someone says, please let me know how we can purchase your music. Okay. All right. Um, Again, uh, this is Evangelist Janet Taylor. Uh, We're going to sign off tonight. This is Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. You can find us on the web. You can get that CD by going on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliveranceminn.com. Or you can write us a letter, P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. Or you can contact me through email at jet245 at msn.com. Our phone number is area code 336-830-0601. You can uh, bless this ministry financially through PayPal or Zelle using jet245 at msn as the ID. We uh, thank you tonight for tuning in to... uh, uh, this message, glory be to God, this is Evangelist Janet Taylor. 
with Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry. I pray that you are being blessed here at Walls of Fire. I enjoy uh, being able to come on and share the word of the Lord with you. And I am praying, glory be to God, that you will be blessed and in turn share it with somebody else. Glory be to God. Tell somebody Thursday night, 8 p.m., Evangelist Taylor's going to be on and um, just keep coming back. And we just thank God for you. We give God praise for you. Remember, this is the season of suddenness. Turn up your expectation and um, watch God work. God bless you. Have a Hang on, Vanessa. We got one more person I think want to talk. Chaplain John Durden, before the Evangelist Taylor leave, you'd like to share anything with her? Yes, it was beautiful. It, it was like talking about me tonight, boy. You know, I mean, I enjoyed the session and uh, and even had me praying while she was uh, teaching. I really, I mean, I really felt in love with that sermon tonight. I really enjoyed it. And uh, and again, a few facts too. And uh, and tell his Lord have mercy. I'm 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 high as a kite. <laughs> I'm high as a kite right now. <laughs> It, it was really a blessing, you know, because I don't want to summarize it. It was really beautiful, especially talking about how God would would let his um, his ministers free when they get all tied up and put in jail and how God take them out, man, by those angels and everything else. And God always, through our aid and help, provided we follow his instructions and live a, a righteous life. Man, it was, it, I really enjoyed that one. I really did. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, uh, Chaplain uh, Durgeon. Yeah, that uh, Taylor, before we leave, which one on your album do you like for me to play? Uh, you are God, I believe. Uh, I, I believe. Daddy, I love you. Okay. I believe. This is the Vanish Janet Taylor on her album, I Believe.
I believe here is a another song from Evangelist Janet Taylor. I got joy, Evangelist Janet Taylor. I got joy, Evangelist Janet Taylor. Every time you call 
Radio Ministries promoting Evangelist Janet Taylor's music. You can also listen to Evangelist Janet Taylor every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Here is Evangelist Janet Taylor's God's Promise. I'm sorry, Evangelist Janet Taylor, Daddy, I love you. Daddy brings home all of his pain. 
Evangelist Janet Taylor, you are God. Praise God. Evangelist Janet Taylor, are you there? I am. Evangelist Taylor, please let everyone know how you can reach out to purchase these this beautiful music that the Lord had allowed you to make. And then we have one more final song. But before we come to that song, Evangelist Taylor, let the listening audience know how to purchase this beautiful CD. Amen. Praise God. You can get this CD by going to my website, www.wallsoffiredeliveranceMIN.com, or you can actually call me and place an order, 336-830-0601, or you can email me and place an order, jet245 at msn.com. God bless everybody. We win. This is for 19-year-old. What's his name? Give me that letter. <laughs> Give me that letter because I'm proud of it. 19-year-old. 
Julian Caesar, Hector, Hector, going into the United States Navy for U.S. Navy SEAL training. God bless. Stay blue. We win. Amen. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Just and bring the word of God to you, unadulterated word of God. We thank Evangelist Janet Taylor. I want to thank Sister Sheila Newborn, who helps me with my Facebook. Thanks Sister Ruthie Rami, who assists me uh, with the readings from the emails out of Israel. Uh, if, uh, Apostle Candace Durden, uh, assistant pastor here at Live Livingston at Radio, thank you. Thank you, Evangelist Janet Taylor. Thank Brother John for his support throughout the years. 
Brother Steve Lee, Pastor Steve Lee, also on Mondays, formerly of Fellowship of Faith. Both of us are disciples of Wayne C. Thompson. And we also have Pastor Earl White out of Jamaica. Live Deliverance Internet Radio will be moving back to Jamaica January the 10th, 2024. We're coming back from Jamaica to Atlanta June 25th, 24. And June, January of 2025, I will be in Jamaica permanently. I will be no longer back in the United States. I will be in Jamaica permanently. Uh, my headquarters will be in Jamaica. When the Lord called me up and sent me to heaven, I'll be buried in Jamaica. God bless. Shalom to you. God bless Jamaica. And God bless Israel. And God pray for the United States for its sins. Very wicked nation. We need to really pray that God give this country some grace. Shalom again. God bless Kingston, Jamaica.